0: dynasty theory is now a proud member of the dlf family of podcasts and we cannot be more excited tune in each and every week when we provide actionable advice to help you navigate through the crazy world of dynasty fantasy football we're always diving into quickly changing values market inefficiencies and opportunities to help you build those dynasties make sure you also check out the show on twitter and instagram at dynasty theory ff enjoy welcome back to the dynasty crossroads my name is peter howard at pa howdy on twitter At the Crossroads, we'd like to bring on guests and talk about their process, why it's their process, what are the results of their process, and what's standing out to them using that process uh, right now, and any important dynasty implications that might come from it. Or, if guests prove difficult to keep on schedule, especially in season, and, you know, it's hard to rearrange schedules in season and things go wrong, as happened last week, as is happening this week, uh, what I've decided to do in season at least, instead of just coming up with a topic, because we're doing, you know, the after effect of a week... On YouTube, in the weekly take show, we're doing, during the week, start, sit decisions, and trade decisions on the Dynasty grind on Wednesday. And I'm writing up all my observations next week on Patreon on DLS. So I thought the Crossroads can be an immediate takeaway from what just happened in the games when I can't find a guest. That's what we did last week. That's what we're doing this week. Next week, we're going back to having a guest because I managed to find some more people to schedule. Awesome. So let's get to it. Dynasty observations from this week's game... Fresh off the results.
1: Let's go. Do you have the time to to me grind? Take down the field and their at once.
0: Alright, so let's do it. Um starting off the week we had the 49ers versus Broncos, which did not get us off to a, a great start. Um Jimmy G took back over the reins at the quarterback position after Trey Lance had his terrible injury. Um and the jury is still out in that and dynasty. Trey Lance's value might be a more interesting conversation going forward. Um, probably going to have to keep having it all the way up until uh, he actually plays again, probably. Um, but takeaways from this game, Jimmy Garoppolo is still fine. 62% completion percentage, through for 29 times. Um, Debo Samuel still has the lead role there, and his production did bounce back after some uh, underperforming from volume because of the two unusual games this week 73 total yards of eight targets and he did rush about five times about five times exactly five times and um, jeff wilson yeah again carl Shanahan's running back usage is the most predictable in the world um including that it wasn't jason or jordan or whatever his name that deep prospect that people rostered hoping he was elijah mitchell after elijah mitchell got hurt uh for at least part of the season here he just goes Down the order of players he likes best and if we know of a player like Jeff Wilson that remains and retained his position on the depth chart despite others like Elijah Mitchell showing up just more likely to get the running back volume he was he's about the only significance well yeah I'd say he was one of the most significant waiver wire ads so far it's been kind of a slow waiver wire season this year so far and George Kittle is no longer imaginary got five targets only 28 yards which I guess is just how you return from fiction. I don't know, um, but hopefully we can see more from the future. I, again, it's this offense isn't going to be all we hoped it might be without Trey Lance, or the, at least the potential of Trey Lance, but Jimmy Garoppolo is a, a stalwart fantasy Stand in at least for now, and we're going to get points from this team. Brandon Ayuk remains to be good, but not the volume volume guy. When Debo Samuel's on the team, especially with George Kittle, an offense can sustain three usable receivers at a certain position. Um, With Jimmy Garoppolo's a notable ceiling on all three, and Brandon Ayuk saves most of his day with a touchdown, but he did get eight targets. Um, And we shouldn't forget Brandon Ayuk had one of the better rookie seasons. We have seen measured in most ways that we try and measure rookie seasons, and he's just not de D- Samuel, but he's still good. And I I feel like we continue to win by betting against the market and what they think of Brandon Ayuk so far. Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos suck. I'm sorry they just suck. I was glad to hear of a coaching hire this week and um, brought in someone to sit in the booth and help him with in-game decisions. Uh, didn't, didn't see a lot of improvements so far, but I guess this was day one. Who knows? He barely got his office supplies out into the booth and um, hoping for good things to come. Uh, interesting to note that Colin Sutton has very much risen to be the wide receiver one of this depth chart. now Jerry Judy is coming back after a damn week last week because of an injury damn week didn't wasn't quite the right term but we don't edit round here um Colin Sutton had 10 targets Jerry Judy had six Melvin Gordon also had six uh, Williams also had six five sorry um Jerry Judy's Probably going to rise back up in certain target share, especially in different games. But I still remain, and three weeks in, it's time to start making decisions. Cortland Sutton's looking like the guy. He got 97 yards. had a touchdown to this, and we're talking a lot more victory laps on Twitter and the various platforms we occupy. Um, top 12 is... It's difficult to keep the hope up with the way this Denver Broncos team is looking. Of course, it is only three weeks, but it is decision time. I think I'm thinking more of Sutton as a top 24 guy, and Jerry Judy as a flex-worthy top 36 guy at this point, unless we see some dramatic improvement from the Denver Broncos pretty quickly. Um, but they're definitely rosterable and playable, and I wouldn't be too scared of them. Or their ages. It's Dynasty, I know, but they continue to be good players um and you know we never bet against things remaining the same in terms of offensive effectiveness um unless it's the jets of good co- of course uh albert oh not even trying it zach sorry um not in the mood uh continues to be yeah not not that breakout tight end we were hoping them to be Russell. i don't i just let's find a quarterback guru and ask some questions maybe the cheese just it overtook his talent i don't know but it's not looking good so far. Uh, Green Bay Packers and Buccaneers, two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the position, especially in the modern era, but pretty much all time, have receiving cores that make you throw up in your mouth a little bit, which is just solid team building. Now, the Bucks are a little unlucky because they've had three great wide receivers slightly injured. They did add Cole Beasley, who gets four targets this game for 12 yards because he's Cole Beasley, but whatever. Russell Cage... Gage, sorry, does go off, gets 13 targets and a touchdown in 87 yards and trade him in dynasty if he has value. Trade him, trade him, trade him. Cameron Braid as well. Actually, one of the themes this week, I, I think, having looking at the scores as they roll in, how the week-to-week game, especially experiencing it, often bellies the season-long lessons or helps us forget the season-long lessons. We spent time and effort and developed the whole thing about And this happens. Targets do spread, but they're not given. They're not vacated. But, yeah, especially when you've got Tom Brady and... Reckon Aaron Rodgers throwing the balls every now and again you're gonna get these games. Um obviously Russell Gage isn't taking the job from Chris Goblin or Mike Evans or anyone really. But he is a stole one and capable a capable NFL receiver is definitely something not something to sniff at. We've seen this before, and Tom Brady makes him get good here. Cameron break, similar story. Targets didn't vacate so much as just play I mean the the team scored 12 points if Russell Gage and Cameron Bate are really vacating those opportunities and they really need to, you know, get back to work. Um, Ro- Romeo Dubs. Um, we had all sorts of conversations about the Green Bay death chart this offseason. Anna Lazard continues not to be it with six targets for 45 yards. Does catch a touchdown to save his fantasy day. But even Robert Tonyan got seven targets in this game. Romeo Dubs get eight. It's definitely spread. There's no one dominating opportunity here but Romeo Dubs probably does walk away with the most hype with a touchdown and 73 yards and 8 hold targets for 100% catch rate That's not going to keep up, right? I think this is positive for Romeo Dubs, especially about... I mean, his ADP never got to somewhere where it was scary. So, yeah, sure, Whenever I was preferring to draft Jamal Williams, who's still doing pretty good, because i running back and tight end in those areas. But Romeo Dubs is definitely... This is a positive game. Let's hope he keeps up. I think the more interesting conversation here, as someone who's had this conversation several different times and always gone, but Aaron Jones is just better. I'm sorry he is. Dylan continues to have the volume edge. Now they both get twelve rushing attempts this game for almost no yards, like thirty-two and thirty-six yards, They're averaging terrible numbers that don't matter. Um but again Dylan had three targets. Aaron Jones had four. Combined with the first two weeks, this is still gonna look like Aaron uh thai mcgee's backfield he's getting more opportunity than jones and this game might hide it for a little bit further and while the offense still struggles with that honestly a real jordy nelson in romeo dubs or alan lazard or anyone else i'm not sure where to go with this i think aaron jones can live on efficiency alone he'll just get touchdowns man good players do good things and so aaron jones is still you know what Aaron Jones has always been, always been for this off season, but Thais McGee is honestly competing against him harder than Jamal Williams who we see is good and even a different depth shot and um, ever did uh, in terms of volume again it's three weeks but I like to make strong decisions here and they might just co-opt each other enough that they're both top 12 running backs in one week or the other but never for the season if you know what I mean but still Depending on what value you're getting in trade, I think they're both worth having in Dynasty. But if you're not interested in points, running backs are barely ever worth it. And I think both of these are stay away unless you're really lusting after points and you get a really good trade on either, which is difficult to say as a long-time Aaron Jones truther, to be honest. Falcon Seahawks. Oh, my. Uh, another great game. Marcus Mariota doing his 65% completion percentage thing, one touchdown and... No, the real story in this game is Carl Pitts got targets. We bullied a team into doing a thing, and I find that fun. Um yeah, Carl Pitts is still good. I didn't really separate in terms of opportunity from London, who got six targets, fifty-four yards, and a touchdown to save his fantasy day. As to happened a lot this week the wide receiver position in general stopped scoring 50 point games and regressed a little bit awful quickly um I yeah Drake London continues to have a very impressive rookie season Kyle Pitts continues to be good but if they're having to devote their scheme to like yeah this is positive for Kyle Pitts he's back to being worth three first for everyone so any window there was is closed and then when he has a down. Game again. It's probably going to open up again. Um, top three dynasty tight end. Uh, if uh, he, he's strongly not a points bet this year. He does not look like a points bet to me. But he can't be a value bet because his value's always been off the charts. Honestly, dynasty implications. The thing I'm taking away is everyone. No one values Cordero Patterson, right? Especially not in dynasty. What good's that guy? 141 yards on 17 attempts and a touchdown. And yeah. That's not going to happen every week, but he has been a top 12 running back in terms of opportunity to start this season. Looking at all three weeks, like I'm sending offers. and I asked um, on Twitter on a thread, like, who are you trading for if you've got Swift or a, well, that was my specific example. Um, but you're looking for points, you're contending, you've got Swift, what what do you go and do? And there are a lot of great ideas. I mean, essentially trade for Saquon Barkley, CMC, Javante uh, Williams, if the guy's or girl rostering that player is worried about the points in your league' cause that would be silly, but great to take advantage of, Nick Chubb, oh, what a season he's having as one of the best running backs one of the best running backs. let's just say that um but like, how is Cordero Patterson not have that upside this year after he did what he did last year, and he's much more he's running the ball much more consistently this year as well, and he cannot you can. Anyone expecting to get a first-round pick out of him better want those points, because I don't think you get it, especially in the year of our rookie class 2023. And so I can't see how Carrera Patterson didn't come up at all in that threat. In terms of value, an aging running back with points this year that you can get great value on, especially if you're sending Swift and expecting two firsts on top of Patterson, that would be fair. Like, Cordero Patterson has got to be on the list of trade targets for me right now if I'm looking for points. Rochelle Penny and Kenneth Walker are not. I do know. The Seahawks, again, it's a Seahawk, I guess. They threw 44 times this game, to both Lockett and Metcalf have great games because they're great players. And um, Metcalf regresses up a little bit. He was underperforming last week. So I don't think the window on DK Metcalf, if you're desperately trying to trade from in Dynasty really close this week. It wasn't one of those games that really, you know, the door shut and will he ever produce again? Cause they will. Both Lockett and Metcalf are good. Lockett's much older, so in Dynasty, yada yada yada. But yeah, they both continue to be decent trade targets at their value right now for me, expecting the future to be different than the present. And um, Noah Fant does what a top twelve tight end does in that situation. Four targets, four catches, twenty-seven yards. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and Gino Smith, man, back from the dead. Two passing touchdowns. Good for him, man. Rams Cardinals. I got questions about the Rams, but it's not in the way that I now think Sean McVay is bad and I used to think he was a genius more. He continues to prove to be more Belichick. And and again, good coaches, should they don't care about fantasy, but in the way that it's always frustrating. Um Cooper Cup has a down game for the first time, I think, and I think this is legitimate, like 20 games. He hasn't scored less than basically double digit, point, less than 20 points, essentially. Like, um, so if you are disappointed with Cooper Cup this week, I mean, get, get realistic. I mean, Cooper Cup's given you more than enough. He can take a vacation for you this week. Uh, I mean, 44 yards on six targets. Cooper Cup will be back, it will be fine Then again I said the same thing about Justin Jefferson this week But yeah, I'm not worried about Cooper Cup Obviously I don't think anyone is I mean, he had the streak of all streaks Um, And it's fine He's going to be back next week Uh, Cam Akers continues to be the running back one For the Rams In a way that doesn't matter He does catch a touch, sorry, runs for a touchdown this game 12 rushing attempts, 63 yards It's solid, it's solid, it's good It's good, it's just you don't care, and neither should you, because a uh, new rookie class is coming in, Cam Akers is healthy and is good, and it matters exactly this much. He's fine. He's fine. It's it, it's always more of a share on the Rams than anyone wants to think it is, and uh, not so much this week. I mean, Henderson only got four rushing attempts, one target, but even when that happens, the team just doesn't flow through the running back position. It flows through Cup, so it's fine uh, dynasty-wise, if anything even if you want the points, I don't think Egus is a fella you want. Uh, Cardinal side, a bit more interesting dynasty news. Finally, Marcus Brown's value pays off. A big time. 17 targets. Honestly, nearly lost my pants. I did for a minute lose my pants when I read that number. 140 yards because that's just special too. And uh, no touchdowns. And it does not matter. Greg Dortch is having one hell of a season. I want to make this clear. I know... We really hope for Rondell Moore. I don't think Greg Dortch is playing Rondell Moore's role. I don't. I think roles exist. Obviously, teams want to scheme players into roles, but Greg Dortch isn't just doing this because a role exists. Ten targets, eighty yards, and this is probably one of the more disappointing games to start the first three. Marcus Brown is the volume leader there. He really is a dynasty asset I want on this team outside of Kyler Murray, maybe, who is becoming fourth quarter McGee, what Russell Wilson used to be. But that's for quarterback evaluators to worry about. He just continues to score points. I'm fine. And runs a little bit, and he's short, and I like that. But Greg Dodge is having an impressive season. I don't want to tell you I don't want to roster him. If he's, but he's, he's got to be worth a first-round pick at this point, and I ain't paying it. Like, Marcus Brown is barely worth that and has proven so much more. Again, this week is all about that single game sample size. Now, Greg Dortch has got three, but we know targets flow up and down from these type of prospects. I mean, I don't think he's Michael Gallup, who was a very good rookie prospect with lower draft capital at one point. As Yeah, I honestly think it's as easy to try for Marcus Brand, so I just keep doing that. But Greg Dortch is having a season, man, and Zach Ertz continues to be that top five tight end, no one wants to admit, because he's old and meant to have gone away a long time ago, and he just keeps being good. 10 targets, 45 yards. That's not a lot of yards for those targets, but he's getting the target, so it doesn't matter. James Conner is not the late-ram running back you wanted him to be. Jaguars charges. Do we have to? I mean, Herbert really should not have been in that game by the luck of it, especially when it got out of hand. 38-10. to 10. He should have been out a long time ago, but I'm not a coach. What would I know? So I'll shut up. I, I will say it was a Josh Palmer game, which is nice to see. Nine targets, 99 yards. I hate to take anything away from single games at all, especially on single weird games, like the backup quarterback or the injured quarterback. Targets seem to flow a little weirdly, especially in single-game sample size, especially in unusual situations. Um, But it is nice to see Josh Palmer, someone we liked as a fairly deep ad, in that running back tight end range, have a fairly solid day in a terrible situation. Austin Eckler. He's not getting the rushing... No one got the rushing volume in this game, though. He did get eight targets. He's a top-12 running back who, you know, needs his team to start producing again to do it, and where he's so old is the dynasty value's gone. Um, if you're rostering him, you're trying to get a first at this point, point. and if you're not rostering him, you don't want to pay a first. I mean, that's, that's unfortunately just what the undrafted stud... Uh, Dynasty life is at this point. No, I'm not interested in Sony Michelle. Stop it. Um, Justin Herbert. Rest up, man. Get that man off the field. We need him for like 12 more years. We don't need to waste him with any of this. And that's not just a fantasy implication. The Chargers are nuts. They're literally, they should be fired if they're willing to risk the next 20 years of their franchise because of the next couple of games. That's not a winning mentality. That's stupid. Fire him if they do it. That's just my opinion, but whatever. Philadelphia and Washington. Uh, Miles Sanders continues to be the top 24 running back no one wants. Devontae Smith proves he's still good. It's weird how he didn't stop being good because he didn't produce for the first three games and A.J. Brown's on the team, even though he's got a low BMI. Crazy, right? 12 targets, 169 yards, just to put the cap on how nice he is, uh, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown also, confusingly, still can be good with Devontae Smith being good um I hope you traded I actually it's something we should have highlighted um that Devontae Smith was still good still in his breakout window still should finish inside the top 24 minimum this year and um, with AJ Brown that's something we spent all our season talking about never mentioned the fact that everyone I th- really think he's very like the trades I've seen this week, while he was going off, were basically a first-round pick. And if Devontae Smith, a young, good wide receiver, is worth a single first-round pick, again, that's a boat versus maybe a boat, unless you're predicting draft slot. And at this point, you can start to, if it's a top three, top four, top five pick, maybe. But yeah, it would have been a good window highlight. AJ Brown continues to be a stud, 85 yards, 10 targets, and a touchdown. And Jalen Hurts is the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback and should be for the next five to ten years. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Just keep believing in those sophomore quarterbacks. They're doing really well this year, I hear, if they are not Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. And Washington Commanders aren't commanding very much. Curtis Samuel is going to be a top 24 wide receiver this year. It's pointed out to me he was top 24 before if you include week 17, which I never do, so I never noticed. But his volume's legit. Again, it's like Greg Dortch. Through three weeks, I'm willing to believe it. These guys could, should at this point, be top 24 wide receivers. Like, 90% of top 12 wide receivers have established their role by this week. And similar, we should assume similar patterns if we want to have Good hit rates of me had to react accurately and fast, faster than our league mates. Curtis Samuel and Greg Dorch, honestly, um, are going to score points this year. He drops into the top 24 this year, 10 targets, but only 48 yards and a touchdown. So, actually, probably outside the top 24. If you're looking for points this year, like usable wide receiver two points this year, Curtis Samuel then may not still value him as a second round pick plus. Don't try to first. Because um, it's 2023, and that's madness, apparently. Um, but, yeah, Curtis Samuel is someone to note. Um, Antonio Gibson continues to be that top-12 running back. No one wants to admit uh, is a top-12 running back because they hope Brian Robinson's going to come back. I think he's making his case to keep the job, at least, Um, unless he starts to underperform while Brian Robinson is available on the field or he gets injured. I think it, it, it's Antonio Gibson's world, man. We're all just... Looking for a top 15 running back in it. And here's it. Where else am I? Raiders and Titans. Uh, 22-24. Titans squeaked the victory. Nice. I found, didn't that sound so natural? I make such a good commentator. Not not really. Uh, don't believe Mac Hollins. Don't, don't want Mac Hollins. 10 targets, 158 yards, and a touchdown. So it's difficult to say. Again, single game. We've got a lot longer history of them not doing that. And again, Devontae Adams still got... 10 targets as well. Only 36 yards, weirdly. But he'd catch that touchdown. It's Devontae Adams. Um, and an age discount, if I can get it. He's going to finish top 12 this year. Don't forget it. Darren Wall is still that top five tight end. Um, Mac Holland's just had a game this week. I'm not overly concerned about it. Unless someone can tell me something I don't know. Especially off the top of my head. Uh, Derek Henry, we're just waiting for October, man. But still, 20 attempts, 85 yards, touchdown. He actually got six targets this game, five receptions. Nice. Derek Henry becoming a receiver. Look at that. And um, Robert Woods proving that he is, again, still good. No dynasty value. Ah. Through three weeks, I don't think he's someone I'm targeting as that cheap top 24 wide receiver, but he's good. And the times have literally no one else to throw to. It's not that targets are going to vacate to him. It's just that. Uh Bengals-Jets. Uh, Bengals just demolished the Jets. Uh, actually, somewhat of a surprise, considering where they started the season. But Joe Burrow is still good. Offensive line problems aside. Joe Mixon has underrated volume this year. Um, it's probably just going to mingle back into that top 12 running back role. But so far, he's had like top 5 volume, not top 5 production. Um, so he's somewhat interesting. He was mentioned on that list of players to trade DeAndre Swift for with a plus. Um, in that you get a plus with Mixon to give them Swift because Swift is young and this is Dynasty. Um, again, uh, maybe uh, that would be a good value. Mixon plus a first for Swift would be solid if you're looking for points. Um, Jamar Chase, efficiency personified, but he's actually got negative fantasy points over expected right now and that he's not living on. Um. Efficiency, 10 targets, 29 yards, and a touchdown. I think this is just a feature of Jamar Chase. He's a guy who's going to break a play every game and be highly efficient or inefficient, but still be a top-12 wide receiver somehow, and young and incredible to watch. T. Higgins is the one that walks away with a typical top-12 wide receiver game this game. Uh, seven targets, 93 yards, no touchdown, but T. Higgins also remains good. It's nice to see Tyler Boyd doing Tyler Boyd-type things. Five targets, 105 yards. Actually, that's distinctly not Tyler Boyd-like, but a, a good player can have good games. And again, an offense can support three... Effective receiving options, or the consistency of one of them, or all three of them, are going to be somewhat lacking. And he does catch the touchdown this game. Tyler Boyd is always rosterable. He's the type of player you start and end up getting a big week from without really expecting it. But you're very happy to hold him because you know he's been a top 24 wide receiver multiple times. And that's, you know, that's just what he is. Um, And yeah, that's all I got to say about this game. Because I'm running out of time. Ravens-Patriots. Lamar Jackson should be illegal in fantasy football. Mark Andrews, was that difference-making young tight end you were looking for? We kind of knew that, but we were looking for a cheaper one. Pat Faramuth was in this game as well. I continue to be concerned about Pat Faramuth, despite uh, how I valued him as, you know, how I did this offseason. I just, the yards won't come, man. Um, But we'll get to that. Uh, Anyway. He wasn't in this game. I don't know what I'm talking about. They were playing the Patriots. And Rashad Bateman finally dings down. He's been over-efficient through the first three weeks. He's not going to finish inside the top 24. This week, Mark Andrews gets 13 targets, 89 yards, two touchdowns, because he's the the offense wants to run through the tight end, man. Um, And Rashad Bateman wasn't able to co-opt every wide receiver target this year. This particular game, Devin Duvernay gets his one touchdown for two targets, which is that's Devin Duvernay. Good job, dude. Um, even uh, Josh Oliver, God bless from the past, gets a touchdown this game. And uh, just the takeaway here is: Rustin Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews is a very nice feature to have on a fantasy team, difference making, VORP, and everything else. Dobbins is a good player in a role that are, yeah, it's top twenty four because of the nature of it. Um, and Lamar Jackson, Rustin Lamar Jackson, uh, Patriots. Pat, Mac Jones is good. I mean, he's fine. Um, did some bad things on the field. I gotta hear more about where I wasn't watching this game. Twisted someone's ankle or something. I don't know. Um, interested to see Kendrick Board's five targets, fifty-eight yards, solid. Again, he's borderline startable in desperation. It's kind of a Tyler Boyd play at this time. Devontae Parker finally comes back healthy, while Jacoby Myers was not. Ten targets, hundred fifty-six yards, notable for the late breakout star Devontae Parker. Um yes, probably somewhat usable. I don't know who's gonna be considered be that top twenty four wide receiver just cause this offense isn't quite it yet. Uh Harris and Stevenson continue to split the workload in but it's Patriots, man. That's literally just what the Patriots have always done at running back. I I don't know why. I mean there there were good values where they were drafted, but I'm not expecting either one to run away with it. Uh Lions Vikings. Um let's see. Yeah, DeAndre Swift got hurt, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. His work, he already wasn't getting the work I'd really expect. Even for DeAndre Swift in the rushing game or the receiving game. That might have just been the, this injury that he now has. This That might have been a lead up to it. Devontae Williams... Um, sorry, Jamal Williams has been one of the better later ram running back picks that we luckily highlighted this offseason. Two touchdowns, 20 attempts. He's going to be the guy while Swift is out and, and a great add. And again, I, I would throw draft capital or value at him to get that running back while Swift is out, but don't go to a 23 first because Swift is coming back. And Swift has a lot more upside overall. He can get to the top 12 for his receiving work alone. Um, but he does have to come back, he does have to be healthy, and does have to prove that that lack of volume through the first three weeks was what led up to this injury, and not just Javante Will- Jamal Williams. He's a pretty good running back, man, Um concerned on Swift even before his injury, and Jamal Williams... Yeah, Demond Williams is going to be the guy for at least a couple of weeks here, so that's awesome. And um, Josh Reynolds keeps putting up these usable weeks through the first three weeks, like usable ninety-six yards, ten touchdowns. But he's been he's been somewhat productive through two games now. And uh, but i Saint Brand is for real nine targets, seventy-three yards. Again, one week sample sizes is a feature of this week as the position regresses back down a little bit. I'm not. I'm not. I, it's a Tyler Boyd play, but a lot less. A lot. Less, an unsexy Tyler Boyd play. I'll, Ross, I'll, I'll start him when I have to because of injuries or depth. But Josh Reynolds isn't a thing. Um, Adam Thielen is, though, although he may be, eight targets, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I believe that. I don't believe K, uh, KJ. Yeah, KJ Osborne doing basically the same thing. Eight targets, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson have to take a week off, guys. I'm sorry, you only get so many 50-point weeks in a row before he just needs a rest. I mean, him and Cooper Cup both. They'll be back. No one's concerned. And Dalvin Cook, slightly banged up in this one, I believe. I have to check on that. But he puts up 17 attempts, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Top five running back uh, with age concerns. Uh, Act accordingly in Dynasty. Uh, Bill's Dolphins. uh, Tuatanga Vailoa... Just in, in case you're not sure, is a top twelve dynasty to quarterback now, and it is marvelous. Jalen Waddle. I got asked about Swift and Jalen Waddle, and whether that was too cheap for DeAndre Swift. Look, I, I've been running high on Jamal Jalen Waddle for a while, and I didn't really realize it until trade until tra- w- I started talking about trade offers with C.D. Lamb. And I realized that Waddell's being was being held in that tier. He's a top 12 wide receiver in Dynasty for my, right now, and I've had to exaggerate that because it doesn't express how undervalued he has been. Like, we made comparisons to Jamar Chase and told you that's the same thing, but less hyped. Um, and he got less points. Doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a one-to-one with Chase, but it, the value is interesting. You've got Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase locked in an ultimate tier of value. For some reason, Jalen Waddle is no one near that. I'm exaggerating my ranking of him. I'm putting him in my top five wide receivers. There is no running back currently in the league I would value over Jalen Waddle in Dynasty. Now, if you want points and you want to win, obviously you can't always make that trade. But like, pay attention. Just in case I didn't emphasize it enough, because I really didn't exaggerate it. Um, cause I, I try not. I try to play it neutral. You know, no, not neutral. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to tell you. I know the answers, and it's Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's... but yeah, right now, if his value has still not jumped up into that tier, it's the best dynasty asset to trade for in the league, except for 2023 20, picks, or if in you know a super flex, maybe to a tongue It's real, and I'll tell you, he was a good prospect. Had an injury, played one decent year. And now he's got two top 12 wide receivers, and he's making use of them. Josh Allen, um, I think Stefan Diggs got injured in this one as well. I saw something about that, but I'll have to check that out. Devin Singletary plays the Zach Moss role this week, I guess, with 11 targets and a touchdown. Wow, I'm not betting on the receiving running back in Buffalo any more than I'm betting on the rushing running back in Buffalo at this point. Both are somewhat usable Top twenty-four running backs, flex, but not flex worthy because of the nature of top twenty-four running backs. Um, James Cook does come in with five targets this week. I just i I think I was out based on week one, and they continue to be. It's just Josh Allen. Josh It's like the Lamar Jackson play. The runner I want in Buffalo and Baltimore is the quarterback. And Stefan Duggs is phenomenal. If he got hurt, he's still phenomenal. Eleven targets, seventy-four yards. He's fine. And um, lot less squeaky Gabe Davis truth of this week but he is coming off an injury and he's a good player and the second target in their offense but it, it it's McCall Hardman expensive McCall Hardman where was I we just did buffalo so it must be chiefs colts uh 2017 colts walk away with a victory this week what's going on in my land um yeah Clyde edwards heller continues to be efficient don't talk about juju smith schuster his production vanishes if you look directly at it but he did get eight targets and 89 yards uh, honestly you feel like a Sutton thing to me the offense is so spread touchdowns can go to anyone in particular and it's kelsey first and Clyde edwards value on his touches has significantly increased. He is running efficient this year, but I think it's a role that could sustain, but quiet on that one, too, because I don't want to trade a first for it. And a second plus is difficult to do, but I do think he's going to keep being unusually productive this year, hopefully fulfilling one of our season prophecies. And Jesus wishes to, I don't know, man. It's feeling like top 24 at this point is his upside, which should be fine. I'd be happy with it, but it's not quite the hope I had for this season. Intro music kicks in. Let me know. I should have been finished by now. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got to say about the Chiefs. i talk about it more this week. Pittman comes back. Again, top 24. Whatever. I don't think he's going to hit the top 12 this year, but a great player. Um, And comes back right back to his nine targets. Neha Hines gets targets this game. Jonathan Taylor is the only running back. In the top five with any kind of youth, so that's neat. I think he's going to get, uh, I don't think he's running back one in Dynasty. I think it's running back one of this rookie draft class. Whether they, what, That doesn't mean Jonathan Taylor's bad or I'm undervaluing it. It's just the hype on this class is going to be insane. Already is. And then we're going to come off uh, what looks so far to be a good running back year that's slightly disappointing right into this rookie class think we should start think being aware that the rookie running back one is probably going to co-op Jonathan Taylor. Despite how good he is, he's not CMC at his height. Speaking of CMC at his height, he got back to his usage this week and it was decidedly meh. You know, 25 attempts, 108 rushing yards. Awesome. Four targets. Okay. Seven yards. It's not CMC-like, but it was good. It was nice. He's, he's a decent trade target. He's got slightly more age than Saquon Barkley, so in Dynasty, act accordingly somewhat disappointing with CMC but he's going to finish inside the top 5 this year which will be nice to get over the you know he's injured because he's been injured thing. Um Texans versus Bears, Damien Pierce again. Another week of that top 24 upside man. 20 rushing attempts, for eight, 80 yards and a touchdown. Nice. Uh two targets, 21 yards. Yeah. Top 24 running back upside if the first round pick buzz starts to come back on Pierce in your league. Trade it. Uh, but Ked gets five targets in this game, which is nice. But unfortunately, he's not going to run away the position, as I hoped. After, the, you know, a nice waiver wire ad would be nice this year, NFL. I'm just saying. Speaking of which, Cleo Herbert, who's not a wave wire ad. Um, David Montgomery got hurt this game, and Cleo Herbert does, did what he does when he gets that job. Uh, 20 targets, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Actually, quite a little bit more than he normally does with that role. But, yeah, um, he didn't co-opt Gavin Montgomery. That's not the way the running back position works. But now this injury has happened. Cleo Herbert's going to be what we hoped he could be if such a situation would happen. Donald Mooney uh, continues to struggle, man. And call commit. (sighs) Justin Fields, man. I I, I don't know why. I don't know how. I wish Justin Fields disproved it. I had more hope for him than I did Zach Wilson. Sophomore quarterbacks are disappointed in year one after getting a full opportunity. Like, completely disappointed. Not Trevor Lawrence-like, but Justin Fields-like. Zach Wilson-like. They've rarely bounced back. There's a lot of upside in betting into it. I get it. It's not worked out again. It really hasn't. Uh, Fields has moved down to where I had Zach Wilson before the season in my ranks. And I didn't have either of them ranked above. Mac Jones and either of them ranked above Tuatonga Vailoa, so that's unfortunately feeling like it was correct. Uh, Steelers-Browns. Uh, what else could there possibly be to talk about? There, Yeah, Pat Faramuth, man. Four targets, 41 yards. I mean, he's had like a red zone touch inside the 10-yard line both of the first few weeks. He didn't get a touchdown this week, so I'm guessing he didn't get that touch, although the data hasn't updated. He might be like... A top 12 tight end, which is fine. It's fine. I really thought he had that upside, but his targets are back down as Pickens makes one of the most spectacular catches I think uh, most of us have ever seen since OBJ at least. Um, it was phenomenal. Um, One-hand touch metric, again, does not make a receiver, but we expect George Pickens to be good, so that's nice to see. Seven targets, only 39 yards, and a great catch. Um, and any by Windows probably shrunk significantly this week, though. uh, Who knew? Devant- Deontay Johnson is still great. 11 targets, 84 yards, man. Um, probably top 24 this year because of the state of the offense, but continues to be good. Najee Harris, same thing. Um, probably top 12. Still top 12 for me in Dynasty. One of the young running backs that I'm interested in, but if you're not interested in points, this you're rarely interested in running back. Unless a significant discount, so I'd explore that. Because uh, despite the disappointment, despite the lack of hope that the offense gets better, Harris still gets a volume, even though he's slightly nicked up, man. I don't mind that. Uh, David Njoku finally has a game. Ten targets, one touchdown for the Browns. Uh, pass. Uh, they have paid more than enough for it. I'm not going to spend my dynasty value in a way that the Browns would consider a good idea. Because it's brands. Amari Cooper is still great, though. 11 targets, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, che- cheapest top 12 <laughs> since uh, James White, actually, uh, running back ever. Um, Nick Chubb is just, Nick Chubb is showing us that if the uh, role won't open up, he'll just do it anyway, man. <laughs> 23 attempts, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb is so good, and um, really old dynasty, act accordingly. You want points. Nick Chubb is great, and it, It actually just feels good to roster Nick Chubb. Yeah, yeah, he's on the list of running backs if I want points and I'm a contender this year, easily. But remember what you're giving up. You're not getting any value you would spend on Nick Chubb back at any point because dynasty people have no heart. Uh... (laughs) Dallas Cowboys, 23, New York Giants, 16. Yeah, no, this was fun. Zeke does have somewhat of a day. Which is nice, 15 attempts, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Not enough to save me in one of my leagues, but it was nice to see him produce. CD Lamb, 12 targets, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Could we be quiet now? Not really, because that's about as good as some days I've dismissed today, like Romeo Dubs, you know. But I've got a larger sample size of CD Lamb being good. He is struggling in a way I do not like to see, to be clear. Have to dig into the data to explain it better. But he is struggling more than I'd want. But his value through three weeks, the value of his touches is still top 12 level. I think he's still going to get there by the end of the season, especially if Dak gets be back before the end of the season, which he should. Noah Brown, again, it's like Greg Dortch. I'd probably rather trade him, but through three weeks, Noah Brown and Greg Dortch look legit. Now Noah Brown was strongly overproducing, so was Greg Dortch, but with more targets. And through the first two weeks, but a third week in a row, seven targets... It's not not real, and I still think I want Marcus Brown. Well, I know for a fact I want Marcus Brown and I want C.D. Lamb. Those are the dynasty things I want to roster. They're where most of the points should come from. They are getting most of the points and expected points in terms of the value of their touches. Don't get it twisted. But Noah Brown and Greg Dortch are having really impressive seasons. Um, Again, we need to expect some unusual breakouts this year didn't point those two out, but I'm not surprised that they could be it. Jalen Talbot, two targets this game. Somewhat of note as a second-round rookie prospect we were interested in. But Noah Brown's just running away with it so far, and we'll have to keep an eye on it. And that's week three. Uh, Anyway, uh, I, I ran through all the games this week, ran all over to do it. But um, some really interesting dynasty observations, and this is week three, and we really want to dig into it. We really want to start making some assertions, one based on whether we're a contender, whether we're not, and what we want to do about it if we are. So hit me up on Twitter, check out the Dynasty Grind to ask live questions or more specific questions, or just at me, at P.A. Howdy, Um, and be happy to talk about anything in particular and more in-depth. Check out the YouTube show on Fridays where I dig through the weekly results as well for some more deliberate Dynasty takes. Um, and yeah, next week we're going to talk to a guest again. So look, hopefully you can look forward to that. I'm not telling you who it is. We're keeping it as a mystery. And also because I have several on the line because so I'm not letting this happen to me as often as it has been over the last two weeks. But anyway. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're winning your leads. And if you're not, I'm hoping you're adding nothing but value to your roster so you can win them next year. Thanks very much, and I'll talk to you again next week.
1: Yeah! Chicken a crow, chicken a, a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, run unfolds, so. Jake on the table, and Nate on the players, So. enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Pick in my nose, don't really know if I like that. Whoa. And their brains got different lanes, but I like that. Yeah. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight Back and forth, there is no order They disorder more and more because the players ain't no older They some hoarders or some mortars Dropping bombs without no borders Jake got that eye, eye, like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads Chicken or crow, chicken or crow Crossing the road, go Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold Player unfolds, so Jake on the table and ape on the plan no, Peter Numo—it's a the place they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road. Go, clicking a pole, Twitter is gold. Player unfold, so Jake on the table and they on the play. No, Peter Numo—it's a the place they're analytical.